Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. Listening to episode 39 of Fatalist, a podcast devoted to the supernatural series Lost Girl. My name is Dave, and finally sitting across the table for real, as always, ready to look into finally the pilot of being human. Welcome, Wayne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, this is the long anticipated and waited for being human UK pilot preview episode well, yep. not really preview no more blaming danielle it's, no more blaming it's, danielle. it's on we us tonight cut her out of the picture entirely we, yep. she's proved herself unreliable so we chucked her and uh and so here we are finally with uh, i know see I, I we haven't actually gotten like feedback saying when you're going to talk about being human but i just the, the anxiety out there in fatalist land is almost palpable i think so you know finally we're getting around to it. yeah it's been gosh almost i think i looked at the calendar it's almost three weeks since we posted an episode so and obviously the, the lost girl season ended and we, we you know we're going to talk about a few things related to Lost Girl, but uh, I think we both just missed missed recording. And, you know, there's so much, you know, we've had this conversation before that that a show like Fringe ends and it's like, oh, crap, what are we going to watch? And then it's like, you start looking, there's so much good stuff. Arrow. Yep. Yeah. Season finale. What a season finale. Wow. And that's what I was thinking. Maybe like, maybe next episode we could talk about like the Arrow and Doctor Who finales. Yeah, and I mean, not to give spoilers because, you know, some of the, the listeners have, have given us some feedback in that, uh, you know, they have actually gone out and watched shows. I know several people have said they've watched Supernatural on, you know, on your recommendation. So we don't want to be too spoilerish, but, you know, just, you know, let's just, since we brought it up, a show like Arrow, which I've said many times, I'm not a big comic book fan, but, you know, it's just awesome. Yeah, really, really, really good. Um, I wasn't sure what we're getting into. I mean, I, the reason I just started watching was like, well, Green Arrow. Yeah. Which I had never read the comic book, but I remember Justice League of America very fondly from when I was a kid. And Green Arrow, I thought was always pretty cool because he couldn't fly or anything. Just a guy who shot arrows really well. And I said, well, all right, that's not necessarily a superpower, but it's still pretty cool. And uh so, but you know, it turned out to be, you know, like you can go two ways with a comic book, uh, movie or show or anything. You can go like campy, like the old Batman from the sixties, or you can go dark, like, you know, like, like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. And they totally went that way with Arrow. Like, you know, they took a, a guy who was, you know, kind of a, a campy character as far as the, um, comic book the, the comic book or at least you know from what my experience the cartoon and you know turned him into a very dark complex character and uh you know. yeah because i mean people that i've talked to that haven't watched arrow they bring up batman well it's supposed he's just another comic book vigilante and and it's just so much more than that i mean you know the the the, the human drama the the relationship drama i mean there's just so much there that sure but you'd be remiss to say Oh, it's not at all like Batman because certainly the the mood, the lighting, and everything is very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they'd be able to get away with it had not the Dark Knight movies actually already occurred. You know, yeah. But uh, but you're right. You know, well, to develop a story rather than like we we've always said with a movie, 
You get like two, two and a half hours. You get, and you, it's really just one story. Um, and maybe you get like the Batman movies, you get three movies. So you get all together, like maybe like, you know, at most nine hours worth of, of, of film to develop your story. Well, here you've got like what, 20 episodes, right? Uh, of Arrow. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. It's like 20, 21, something like that. Something like that. So, I mean, you have a much larger arc of story to deal with. Uh, You can delve into the relationships in a much deeper, more complex level. And certainly, I mean, his relationship with Laurel, you talk about complex. It was, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, I was just on the uh, Vegas website here for a second because the over-under on how long we're going to record tonight (laughs) is at 60. 60? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm betting under, believe it or not. I know that's, Uh, yeah, I'm thinking under, but you know, so far, how long have we gone so far? The night is, well, I'm not going to tell you that because you could still place your bet (laughs) online. So, um, you just made it up, right? It's uh, not really like, (laughs) no, no, there is. All right. Anyway, um, you can bet on, I mean, you can bet on anything, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if just like there was a, a, a fatalist betting out there. Well, there is, it's like how long it's going to take Dave and Wayne to actually talk about Lost Girl. Right. Well, I would definitely take the over on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, the other show that that obviously had its season finale that we're into, Doctor Who, which uh, is one of those, I won't say it's like a lost ending, but I have talked to a lot of people that weren't real thrilled with the ending. Really? Yeah, believe it. Although even, you know, and we both listened to the Doctor Who podcast, uh, and I don't know if they're or more than one, if there's more than one podcast called the Doctor Who, but this is with, uh, gosh, no, I can't it's think like of Tom them. and James and Trevor. Right. And that it's, like Hodge, it's like different guys every time. but uh, Right, but it's it's always they're in the, uh, the, the camper, camper right, the camper right. van. And, uh, you know, they didn't seem real thrilled with it. I, I, mean, was, I was actually just listening to that. And, yeah. I mean, the, the one guy, Tom, is very enthusiastic, and he kind of threw me for a loop, actually, because – um, with Nightmare and Silver, he was the only like they all slammed it, and yeah. he's he said I loved it, you know. So yeah. I was like, here's a guy after my own heart, you know. He is just really enthusiastic about Doctor Who, um, and so when they start talking about uh, the name of the Doctor, he said, "Well, I don't think it was a good episode," and I was like, "Ah, oh, Tom, man," you know? yeah. and then he said, "I thought it was a great episode." Uh, you know, one of those things. I was uh, like, "Oh, okay," so it was all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly they, they've been much uh well the the one guy actually referred to as the best Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. um written one and I was like whoa, whoa hey. I was asked today back off there who do I think is the better writer for Doctor Who Russell T Davies mm-hmm. or Stephen Moffat That's a good question. It is a good question. I mean I didn't have to think too long to give my answer for what I think. Because you have Russell T? I put Russell, Russell T. Davies. I, you know, I kind of think Stephen Moffat. There's, I'm not sure what it is about. I think Moffat writes a tighter script. Um, Russell T. Davies tends to veer a little bit, I think. You know, he has, well, I, I think. Know. I, I mean, mean, they're both excellent. Right. Now, to be fair, the question I really responded to wasn't the question I was asked technically. Because I was really responding to who do I think is the better showrunner. Problem, oh. you know. So, you know that. Well, if if you go with that, then I mean, probably say Russell. Yeah, because I just think they're they're. I don't remember any episodes from the Russell T Davies era that I didn't love, and there've mm. been a. Yeah, there might be a couple, but okay. but yeah, I mean, but yeah, they're right. There are some. There's a, a few. There's at least two now in yep. the Stephen Moffat era that I you know really 
for the most part, despise. Yeah. So um, the Rings of Akatan and the the Little Kid Nightmare. Yeah. So yeah. they were. I mean, they were downright bad episodes. Mm-hmm. Just awful. Now nearing the season finale, Revolution. You know, and again, listeners, I mean, if you're not watching these shows, I mean, you got the summer coming up and there's not a whole lot, you know, new during the summer. You check them out. Revolution has really picked up the pace. Yeah, it was, uh, it started off strong, faded, went away for four months. And we, I think it was a little tepid when it first came back. And but then it, it picked it up. It really has cranked it up uh, to 11 the last couple of yep. weeks for and, sure. And so I think two episodes to go for the season and uh, you know so looking forward to it uh anything yeah. else you're watching well no, not now really well yeah orphan black which we yeah. talked about yeah i think we and uh oh I, I i've started my fringe rewatch because i got um i had pre-ordered actually a nice story here uh, i pre-ordered season five like months before it came out and when it finally came out here's this is a cool thing that amazon does the price had actually gone down from the time that I ordered it to the time that they delivered it. So they sent me like 10 bucks too. So I was like, okay, know, which is nice. So when I got season five, I'm like, well, I guess I should go back and do the, my fringe rewatch and watch seasons one through four. And here's what I've discovered. Actually, I've discovered that I don't think season one is that good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I'm just, I'm Bold watching. statement. Yeah. But well, especially compared to the other three seasons. How far into the four seasons? I'm sorry. Um, I'm on like uh, episode 17 now. Mm-hmm. I oh, just saw so. the one with the uh, the the uh, hybrid animal that it's like oh, a lizard right. yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. whatever. Right. Which was eh. see, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That episode's a perfect encapsulation of because it's all this monster mm-hmm. of the week stuff. It starts off with this, you know, the um, the pattern, right? Right, and it hooks you because you're like, oh, what's the pattern? What's the pattern? What's the pattern? You know, and so all these weird things are supposed to be happening. You think are part of the pattern, and then you realize if you've seen the rest of the series, there is no pattern. Like right. it was just that was like something they came up with at first. Well, and like it, it just faded away. Well, they throw in the ZFT stuff yeah, also, and that, like all that stuff just kind of like yeah, I guess. I mean, it, you know, it does kind of tie in at the end. I mean, sort of that. Well, you just saw them like, like really just trying to tie all that stuff. In I, yeah, at, you're probably at, yeah, right. you know, they were just bringing it back in for the fans, which is great. Which you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and season five was was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, season, and, and all the episodes are like fifty minutes long. They really are like five minutes too long. Yeah, because each episode has like this coda. That's like it's like Olivia playing with her niece or something. It's right. like. Ugh. You know, it's like great. Although I, I, she does grow up to be, you know, not her niece. Yeah, right. Isn't Ella grow up to be uh, an agent when they go to twenty twenty five? Oh, oh, yeah. In the uh, oh, right. The, the, in the, the first in the in, real in season. Yeah. season was it season three. Oh, yeah, I can't right. Now I'm losing my brain. Right, but yeah, when uh, when when Peter gets right, yes. You're right. She so. is. She is an agent later on. Okay. That's right. But as a kid, she sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's just no fun. She's like, oh, can you read me a story? <laughs> yes. Add on five minutes to the episode so you can read the kid a story. Wayne doesn't like puppies either, but uh, <laughs> so little kids and puppies. No, I, I'm I'm all good with kids. Just I don't like them on TV necessarily. Listen, I got four kids of my own. If I want to see kids, I got I can just. Open my eyes and look around me. Not going to go to Netflix to get right so, or DVDs. But, right. Anyway, but that being said, I know from season two on that once once they go to the alternate universe, then it really kicks in. 
But um, but yeah, I was actually I'm surprised myself. I'm like I'm not sure. I'm not normally when I'm when I'm into a show, I'm like really into it. I'm like ah, I can't wait to. Re-. And like now I'm like and then we watch Fringe. I'm like eh, I don't know. Uh, well, I did I did a Fringe re- rewatch before leading up to season five. So you know, um, before I forget and and I apologize. I meant to do this first thing. Thank you, everybody that sent in feedback. I mean, you know, that that this is the first time we've really talked about the listener feedback. I mean, we certainly talked the day after we did it and all of that, but uh, really, it really went great. I mean, we we enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it made a good show too. Yeah. I like, I, I really, I, like, I I I like listening to it. Um, and obviously, I, we like getting the feedback. That was that was awesome. Um, love hearing from the fans, just like, you know, whatever. You don't have to talk about Lost Girl. You guys just want to drop us a line, say what's up, tell us what you're watching. Yep. Uh, you got, certainly, if you have suggestions, um, you know, like uh, pretty much everything our fans have suggested we check out, I think yeah. we've, we've checked out. And I, you know what, I was looking tonight, I'm like, gosh, after Wayne, you know, is, uh, after we're done recording and Wayne, you know, goes to pick up his son, I'm thinking, oh, what can I watch? Maybe I'll watch Grimm. I haven't watched that since, and it's, of course it's not on. So I don't know if the grim season finale's already been because I that, don't know. That, well, it's not on anyway. Um, all right. Well, you know what? Why don't we talk about a little lost girl here? So um, some questions that we jotted down. Uh, you're not going to spend a whole lot of time, of course. We say that, and then, uh, but the first <laughs> thing—that's ridiculous that you would even say that 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 phrase at all. All right. So the first question that I've had for a while revolves around whether or not I'm tired of the Bo Kenzie partnership. You know, that that the roommates, um, private investigators, you know, am I tired of them? Well, I, I think that we're going to see some separation between the two of them uh, next season. And we, we've kind of talked about this, but, uh, you know, I think they're, well, you know, clearly, you know, Bo is, you know, wh- wherever. You know, right. And, uh, and Kenzie is not wherever. <laughs> and Kenzie doesn't even know that Bo is wherever, but it's very similar to the, how no one knew that Kenzie was wherever when she was at wherever. Right. So, <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I, 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 I think they're going to kind of do their own thing, but you know, it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to ever totally get away with it though. We did talk about the, you know, um, you know, what was like the, the hair, you know, the person who will never betray you. you know, did they, you know, did it not work because, you know, not that Kenzie is traitorous, but will she in some way end up being at odds with yeah. Bo? I mean, there's, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it to happen. That That is the breakup of those two. Um, because, I mean, look, I, I think we both individually love both characters. You know, I mean, certainly not asking for Kenzie to go off the show or anything. Um, but they break them up. Well, Obviously, a partnership, a team, whatever, is a big part of this show. And, you know, uh, do we want to see Bo and Tamsin team up? Well, I mean, yeah. But I don't want necessarily – I don't want Tamsin to no, – I'm not saying team replace. up in the bedroom or anything, no, well, you know. But, yeah, well, that's another story. Yeah. That wouldn't be unwelcome. But – But, yeah, but I don't think I want Tamsin to replace Kenzie. I don't want the, the Kenzie-Bo thing to go away. Mm-hmm. Um but I can see them, you know, kind of the absence make the, makes the heart grow fonder type thing where you say, okay, well, apart, you know, what it's like when they're apart. And then, so we hope, well, we hope they, 
know, Kenzie's finds Bo and saves her so that they can, but I don't know if we're ever going to get back to like season one, like the, the girl detectives going out together. Um, they might do that every now and then, but I think especially girl, girl investigators, right, like uh sparrow and nightingale. Yes, right. right. Um, I think uh, especially Kenzie has kind of developed on her own is starting to kind of get her own voice more and more as a character um, that uh, we might see Kenzie not necessarily needing that we maybe won't define Kenzie just in terms of Bo and as a sidekick. And, right? and it'll be interesting to see how Bo reacts to that, right? Because it's, it's all about Bo. I mean, that's right. Oh, and, the, yeah. and, and rightly Clearly, so. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't say lost girls. Right. And <laughs> it's just one. Right. Right. But, you know, I think it would make for, you know, I hate to say it like this, but it would make for good TV, you know, to have these conflicts and, and to see how the characters react. And, and well, well, that's how a show, right. You know, progresses. You know, if you, you ever see The Simpsons, you, you've seen, I've seen some. some. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's this one episode where Marge um, lobbies. Because the Itchy and Scratchy show, which is a cartoon the kids watch, is too violent. So she gets them to take out all the violence and all the conflicts. And so the kids watch it and it's they show the the, <laughs> the nonviolent one. It's it's the cat and mouse, right? Like Tom and Jerry. And they're like sitting on a porch in a rocking chair and like the mouse goes, More lemonade? And the other goes, Yes, please. You know, and then the kids just like they're looking at it and they're like mouths drop open like and that's a, the yeah. show. Yeah. You know, they end up turning the TV and going and playing outside, which is nice. But, you know, the point being, without conflict, there is no story, right? Yep. You got to have conflict. You got to do it somewhere. And so, you know. All right. Well, what about Dyson? You know, I mean, okay. So if Bo and Dyson aren't together, and again, I mean, you know, they haven't been a couple, but but if they're not, you know, together, I guess what I'm really asking is what's his role in the show at this point? Yeah. Well, good, well he's- I mean, again, where is he? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, very likely in the same place that, that Bo is. Like, right. I think we're going to see well, Dyson, Tamsin, and, and, and Bo right. are all together someplace uh, where the watcher is. <clears throat> Though Bo was the only one in the card. Like, there weren't, like, four people in that card. So, right. Yeah, I don't know if that means anything. or, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the D-Man, uh, yeah, well, we did see, you know, in season three, him – kind of backing off on that whole romantic bit and becoming more of just like a protector right. type. Um, I don't, wouldn't say an older brother, but just more, more protector, less of a romantic foil or whatever. So, you know, maybe they'll just roll with that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, what about Hale? You know, we, you know, we talked about this during the, uh, the fan feedback show, whether he's even coming back and, and he alluded to in a tweet that, if he's back. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we'd love to see Hale back in there, uh, depending on obviously his shooting schedule. Um, <clears throat> I think we saw that really have an effect on the screen time he got, you know, this season, you know, he, f- I, I slammed him for his lack of leadership. And then the very next week he proves that he would probably be a, an awesome ash. Right. Now my big selling point that he's coming back is, you know, the thing with Kenzie there at the end. Right. Well, I, I think he's going to be back, you know, um, but in what role? I don't know. It's, you know, well, I, I guess it's, it's good that he won't be the Ash because the Ash has got to be a douchebag. Right. And he's got to be a baddie or, you know, just or at least someone you resent, like kind of like, like a boss or something, you know, like, oh man. But know. I will say, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, 
he wasn't the Ash for that long, but he did do douchebag pretty good. He did, but you didn't. We didn't like him like. No, that. we didn't like him, and we loved him before. Right, and, and then, almost as, as much as we loved him before, we hated him when he starts, you know, wearing the suits and everything. So, and it didn't appear that he liked it either. Um, so yeah, I mean, so that'll be interesting. Now, now, just as kind of an aside, I've been trying to you know find some news about the progress of the show for season four, and I haven't really seen anything that would confirm that they've begun actually filming. So it does look like they're just writing the episodes and, you know, I guess we'll get, you know, news soon, but it looks like they're saying for the, uh, for Canada late fall and 2014 for the U S which is, you know, it doesn't seem so bad now, but, uh, it's over a year. Yeah. Away. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna suck as we get time. closer, but, uh, the hell are we going to do that whole time? Yeah. Um, now, well, the, obviously, we're going to have to, you know, yeah. get our grubby little hands on the Canadian. Right. right. <laughs> um, mom and dad. You know, is Bo going to have to choose between mom and dad? I mean, it looks like dad's the one that, you know, pulled everybody out of the fire. Yeah, true. So, uh, who knows? It's interesting, you know. You know it could be a, what, what is a fey custody battle like? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, did mom and dad have a uh, an amicable split, or well, based on what we know of mom and of dad, yeah. it seems hardly likely. Yeah, um, probably not. Um, and and the actress that uh, plays Efa. Yeah, I can't remember. Can we? Okay, um, you're watching Defiance, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, not not Defiance. Orphan the, Black. Orphan Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I think we've yeah, mentioned yeah. that before. Uh, Angela DeAngelis, which yes, is quite uh, possibly the worst name I've ever heard. Yes. But she's uh, good. Oh, she's awesome. She's, she's an good. awesome actress. Yeah. We should yeah. know her name, but. She's really good. Uh, and she, uh, um, you know, looks very attractive. Unlike, they, you know, they, they definitely frumped her up uh, for the uh, this, this uh, season three of, of Lost Girl. But um, she's back with her. Classic good looks in uh, Orphan Black. Yeah. Now, the last the last two things I've I've got jotted down both revolve around the same conflict area: human versus fae. And you know, heretofore, you know, even in the light fae community, you know, Kenzie's received. You know, for all the acceptance she's been given, there is still you know the undertones that she's human in a fae world. Um, and you know, the other human that we haven't mentioned yet. Of course, Lauren, no, and yeah. and you know again somebody uh, that that's you know kind of run the gamut here to where we think she's a bad guy and then turns out to be you know the good guy and and you know somewhat heroic there at the end of the season. You know what's their role going to be? Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean that's that's the great thing about a new season, and whoa. That was close. Oh, we almost had. We Too bad we had a foul. Almost, yeah, almost all over the, the equipment. all over the mixer. Oh, that would have sucked on the equipment. Yeah, <laughs> and you would have probably laughed, but uh, I would definitely have laughed. Well, I would have laughed internally. I would have outward have you know feigned the, the concern. Well, it would have spilled on the mixer we're not using at the moment, so that's oh. that's good. Um, okay. But but you know, I mean, we've got the other thing about Kenzie wanting to be Faye, Lauren having the ability to make it happen. You know, right. yeah. There's, there's, there's possibilities there, for sure. But uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Basically, everyone's 
telling Kenzie, you have to be, you know, crazy to want this. But then, of course, they're all Faye already. He was yep. saying this, you know, it's like, so maybe uh, Lauren can find a way to reverse it and make a Faye human, though. Oh. True. And that's who it. would want to be human? Uh, that's a Faye. See, that's a, that's a good, you know, that's an interesting, I mean, clearly, at the beginning of the show, you could almost see Bo wanting to be human. Right. Not now. Right. No. No way. No way. Not now. Right. For right. sure. Not now. Um, but uh yeah, there could be there could be people out there. So well that's all I got on Lost Girl at this point. It's gonna be a, a long, cold winter. Um you know, we'll figure out something to talk about Lost Girl related, I'm sure. All right. Well anyway, we're talking about being human, the UK version, and and there are spoilers. So Yes, uh, and we'd like to say there are kind of like reverse spoilers that we might bring up stuff about the U.S. version as well, though it'll all be within the context of of what happens in the, the pilot. I'm not going to go. I've seen both series, and uh, I'm not going to go and uh, reveal stuff that happens beyond the pilot, but I might refer to characters in the American version as well as the U.K. All right, now I can't believe I didn't write the title of the episode is it just called pilot i don't okay well we'll all right well anyway it debuted on bbc3 february 18th 2008 written by toby whithouse who we know from school reunion oh yeah second series doctor who which also featured the return of sarah jane smith oh i didn't know he wrote that yeah um and actually i just saw that uh, a couple days ago um and i hadn't seen it in a while and i forgot that she was in. I'm like, oh, this is great. And K9 shows up. Um, series five w- ran from February 2013 and uh, apparently is the last series that the BBC is going to run of Being Human. The US version is going to continue, still alive. So what'd you think of the pilot, even before we set out the premise? Well, you know, considering how, after I watched it the first time, I went and watched both the UK and then the US right after that. Uh, I, th- I think it's safe to say I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Well, d- the premise is you've got three young people, 20 somethings. Sure. Well, I mean, they look 20 something. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, living- Mitchell, Mitchell is, is close to a, is a little over a century old. And, well, right. Annie's still like. Well, George, Mitchell, and Annie. Yeah. And they seem like your typical. Um, you know, twenty something uh, well, friends. They, they don't because you know. Well, the first, we haven't gotten to the you know. But well, the first shot is Annie lying down with the blood coming out of the back of her head. Well, that's and true. And then the next scene is is Mitchell getting turned into a vampire in yeah. World War One. Well, good point. Um, and despite all that, the first twenty minutes didn't really get me. I mean, I was okay. Should I bring back that the first shot was of a girl narrating as she's dying, and then the second shot was of a soldier being turned into a vampire in World War One, And maybe I'm, va- I know hard to believe I'm saying that I'm, I may have been vampired out and that that was part of what just kind of prevented me from jumping headlong. But I mean, I, w- I wasn't okay. giving up. I'll okay. give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, she's, I wasn't sure if they were going for this, you know, you mentioned it when we were talking about Arrow earlier, the, you know, a comic camp approach, um, which I'm not, really that into you know she's constantly making tea and coffee and that was mildly <laughs> amusing that there's coffee all over the 
I just love you know, George's reaction. You know, right. <laughs> he's just he's he's great. I mean that that guy. He and he was actually there's another uh, Doctor Who alum there. I can't remember the actor's name now, but he was uh, Alonzo in the uh, the Voyage of the Dam. Russell Tovey. Re- yes, Russell Tovey. Yeah, and he actually was in the uh, Christmas 2009 uh, New Year's Day 2010 End of Time. So he played yes. the same character, right? Right, because he's at the uh, at the end. Right. Um, uh, the doctor passes on his details to uh, Jack Harkness. Right, he's some kind of you know seaman or some sort of you know. <laughs> you but, said seaman. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, I, I, I would suspect that most of them know the premise is that these three twenty somethings. Uh, one's a ghost, one's a vampire, one's a werewolf. Yep. Okay. So there's um, no spoiler there because that's, that's no, no, right, right, exactly. That that that's right up front. I mean, and, I knew that like years before I ever saw the show. Right. So um, Annie Sawyer, who's played by uh, Lenora Critchlow, and she's the ghost. She was also a Doctor Who alum. Oh wait, hold on, wait, searching, searching, Se- searching. Series three. Oh, okay. Gridlock. And I don't remember. Oh, that's man. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I know I've seen, I've known, I've known, I've known, I've known I've seen. It. And bam, the, the the young couple that yep. she wants. Yes. Yep. So uh, ah, yeah. So two out of the three, and then the third, uh, Aiden Turner, who plays John Mitchell, the vampire. So those are the three main characters. Well, he's he was in, he was one of the the one of the dwarves in the Hobbit. Oh, right. Yeah. Actually, and he's going to be in the subsequent. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, he's certainly Big listed role. for like three times. All right, so really good. So for genre fans, vampire, werewolf, ghost. Kind okay, of, we're good. Kind you know? of mother load there, yeah. Right, and uh, you know, but the nice thing, but obviously that's not going to be enough. Uh, what I like Mitchell's quest to control his primal urges, and you know, not wanting to be like the other vampires. You know, right. that, that in and his, not like like kind of like a wussy one, like certain other vampires. Go ahead, say it. Movies, and I agree, right? Um, <laughs> like, I mean, he's like he's he's like really, and he falls off the wagon, and he accidentally turns someone he knows into a vampire, and then he has a chance to save another girl, but lets her die. And but but see, that's what I've really that you know what really turned me on to this episode as it's going on is, is just that his basic human frailties that everybody goes through and that that he's you know i mean clearly his problems are different than right you know and and you see the i mean it's called being human right yeah and right from the outset we see that what the three of them really want is to try and have some sense of normality yeah annie is thrilled that guys in the car going by call her a slag because what does it mean they can see her Right. right, she's psyched that the pizza guy can see her. She just wants to talk to him about you know being a pizza guy, you know, and everything. Yep. Um, just because they 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 want to be human. George dis- is is disgusted by the fact that he's a, a a werewolf and is really struggling with it. Mitchell is trying to get him to accept it, right? But you know, so but the, you know, so and yet Mitchell is having trouble accepting who he is. And, and then you see he's got that moral choice to make about, uh, you know, make the girl a vampire and save her life. And, and, and he, he does what he sees as the moral thing and, and he lets Becca die. Right. And you wonder, though, how many times he's been faced with this moral choice in his 
decades. Well, I, I don't of- think many because I think there was no choice for him before. He was just straight on vampire. As uh, Seth tells him, you know, re- remember that guy? Remember that party? So he's kind of recounting all these times back when Mitchell was just a straight on vampire and, mm-hmm. and didn't care. Because basically with the vampires, they don't care. As we saw, even Lauren, who's just been made a vampire, what does she want? She wants to take over the world. Herrick is talking about taking over the world. Right, the vampires like they're 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 like let's get these humans out of here because they're inferior. You know, we're the you know we're the for lack of a better word the master race. Right now, he got turned during wartime. Right, is that Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you know, I'm trying to. We talk about tropes and cliches. I'm not sure if it's true blood, but I've, I've definitely seen the vampire turn during wartime. Well, yeah, somewhere well, I, I think the. The in True Blood is the guy's a Confederate soldier, right? Yeah, I, I've I've never seen it, but I think yeah. I, I remember reading that. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden, who's the U.S. being human, U.S. vampire, um, is turned during the American Revolution. None of the actors are the same, right? No, there's no crossover. Okay. No, no crossover at all. Um, but but yeah, again, you know, a, a soldier who gets turned. So, um, yeah, and and actually, isn't yeah your boy Edward, right? Wasn't he, he? Wasn't he? Is it? Wasn't that Civil War? Yeah, I can't like remember now. See, it's, it's. I seem to remember he. It was he was a soldier as well. Okay, but uh, you know the other thing I like, you know that that we learned that there's this complex vampire community. Oh, and the, the Vampire Diaries guys, right? That maybe that, that's isn't does because doesn't he have like the the picture? I can't. It's so long ago we saw. Right, we saw the picture. Right, he's that like was a, a picture. Uh, he's like in a. Confederate uniform okay. or something like that. So. But of course, we don't know. Oh, because no, they, they, they talk about it in class. Remember? Uh-huh. They, they mentioned the one battle that happened in the town, and, right. and he clearly was there and everything. And right, was, but that doesn't mean that's when he was turned. You know, what, I guess right. what I was getting at is that, you know, the, you know, his moral decision, this girl's dying, if I turn her into a vampire, she'll live. You know, is it, is it one of these things where in the, in the crisis of a, you know, a battle and, you know, the chaos and your, your comrades lying you know, and you have that opportunity. Um, but the whole complex vampire community, I, I, you know, that, again, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it, it exists in True Blood. It uh, exists, it appears in Vampire Diaries. Um, yeah, but, I mean, but, you got to love, like, Herrick is a cop. Right. Right? Right. It just seems much more extensive from anything I've experienced. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, well, you know, and they're, they're basically everywhere, you know. Right. And, and they definitely, obviously... He's got plans. Sort of like the Fae community that we see sure. in Lost Girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not not at all unlike the Fae. No. Yep. Um, the uh, you know, so the, you you know, you mentioned the cops. Uh, I guess it provides protection as long as the vampires play along, and that's obviously you know the big sticking point with uh, Mitchell is that he doesn't want to play. Right. And and. They want him back. You know, it's not like they, you know, you think, oh, he's rejected us, so we're going to destroy him or something. They, you know, the Herrick clearly uh, wants uh, Mitchell back in the fold and is pretty certain he's eventually, you know, he's, he's probably, I mean, we don't know how long Herrick has been around, but, you know, we, we assume he's been around a long time. He's like, ah, I've seen this before. You know, every now and then someone wants to go vegan for a little bit, but uh, they always come back, you know. Um, now you mentioned George coming to grips with his wolfness, you know, and then and again, I guess what I really liked about that scene was how you know the three of them, 
you know, they're really friends. I mean, you know, they're going to do whatever they can do for him, which is, you know, I guess hide every object in the house because he's going to destroy it. Yeah. Um, he still manages to destroy it, but well, it's funny because he, he wakes up in the morning. He said, "Oh, what did it do?" Yeah, he doesn't say what did I do. He says, yep. "What?" You know, because he sees him. He doesn't see himself as related to the the wolf at all. Um, and you know, like it's it's like a completely different entity. Mm-hmm. But I guess the the character for me that that really grabbed me, and I think. And, and when I say sold me on this series, I guess you could argue that if it sold me so much, how come I haven't watched anymore? But, you know, I, I do think I will, is Annie. And, you know, one of the first questions that, that we're faced with, how come, how come some people can see her and some can't? I mean, we, right. we could say, okay. Well, especially like Owen can't see her, right? This is her fiance. Right. And, um, you know, he's right there and he can't see her. Right. Um, did, did Janie... Was Jenny able to? Is that his uh, the, the, his new girlfriend? Yeah, I'm trying, I try. I don't think I, I don't think they were ever in the same room that she would have. Well, uh, not during the pilot, anyway. I mean, right? I well, no, I'm, I'm just I'm t- just talking yeah. about the pilot. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think whether I, I don't. I think just that one time she stayed out in the foyer when Owen walked into the television room there. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. No, I don't think he. I don't think she. But I'm not sure she put herself in a position to be seen. But she just. Of the three, I mean, look, the other two definitely, you know, uh, generate sympathy from the viewer. But to me, she was just the most sympathetic character. I mean, we find out that she can't leave the house, and this is where she died. Right. And that she, for whatever reason, has to wear the same clothes that she died in. Yeah. And, you know, it's just... Which, which I can't remember for her or for, for Sally in the U.S. when it really becomes an issue okay <laughs> really gets upset that uh, she has to wear the same clothes and you can understand it i mean it's it's you know on so many different levels but the question and i'm not sure it gets resolved i mean it seems sort of resolved even in the pilot but was her death an accident i mean it seems to be right they they you know she said supposedly tripped right but you know i don't know that, that but that's certainly a question I'm, I'm that came nothing. up I mean, she doesn't seem to indicate otherwise. But, but they, you know, Aiden, Aiden uh, <laughs> Mitchell says, um, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe she's got some un- unresolved issues and, that, and that's why she's a ghost. So, you know, the first thing that we suspect is that there, there's something about her death that maybe she's not even cognizant of. Right. You know, but that, uh, that they're, that's why she's still here. Right. And I guess she, until she resolves it, she's going to stay here. Right in the flat. Yep. Um, so, how'd the other two get there? How'd Mitchell and George? I mean, were they, you know, a vampire and a werewolf looking for a flat, and they answered an ad? I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, you see, when yeah. when they're moving in, yeah, he looks up and and sees Annie, and that's like yeah. the first time, and and then that's when she realizes that they can see her, right, and, and everything. So, um, but you know, I like how you know Mitchell's so zen about it. You know, like when he's talking to Owen. And Owen says how, well, you know, people have, no one's ever stayed here long. They said there's a presence here. And Mitchell says, oh, yeah, there is, but it's it's really good. You know, and I thought it was sweet uh, yeah. how he said that because, you know, like, um, because really is, Annie is like, really, she's great. She's she's very sweet as and unquestioningly the most sympathetic character in the show without a doubt at all. And that, that, that doesn't change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's definitely the, the, I guess, kind of the foundation of the show. 
You know, the other two might be more interesting in, in ways, but Annie's certainly the soul of the show. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. And and you know, again, just uh, you, that idea of what it is that's unresolved that keeps her there. Um, the obviously each has gone through his or her own pain. Uh, you know, as it's like kind of part of their existence, part of um, you know the, this whatever that they have to go through. Um, it's almost like a, a life quest to a certain extent that they've got to go through to reach whatever it is they want to, uh, whatever level they want to reach. But but obviously each but is going through a lot of pain. I don't know if they're really striving for something other than just being normal. Okay. You know, they, they just want things to be okay. They want to get along. They want to go to their job, go to the pub, right. come home, watch television, and for things to be just normal and not weird. But obviously when you've got a house with a ghost, Right. A vampire and a werewolf, things are going to get weird. And normal is probably actually pretty ambitious, right? But I, you know, the irony is, and and I guess at this point they don't see it. You know, the the pain that each is experiencing is what makes them human. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. You know, they don't see it. So I, I mean, definitely, I love this episode. And and uh, to be honest, you know, the the it's starting to wind down for me in terms of shows that I can now watch. Uh, or can have the time Dude, to watch. You, this this is this is one you want to watch. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know the interesting thing, you know, you, you've said you've been watching the U.S. version mm-hmm. and uh, talking to Danielle about it, who initially was pretty, even though she hadn't seen the U.S. version, right. she, she was speaking completely out of ignorance. Right. Now, did she ever? I think after you talked for a while, I think it's she did say she was going to give it a go. Did she ever? I, I don't know. I okay. should ask her. Um, so you know, and and of course it's it's, I mean I guess it it had a five season run in the UK, which you know not that many shows go five seasons, um, and it's interesting to see the US has a lot more episodes though, right? Well, yeah, the um, so the UK is um, has four seasons of eight episodes, and I think season five was only six. Oh, okay. It's, season five is shown in the UK, but I haven't even seen. I don't know if BBC America has even announced when it's going to show in the U.S. Um, certainly, I hope they're they're going to show it in the U.S. Um, but uh, the the you know being human U.S. though is just finished season three, and there were thirteen episodes each. Each season thirteen yeah. episodes, long. and they've been re-upped for season four. Now, yep. you're you're seeing all these; they're all available on Netflix. Uh, season one's in, one and two are okay. on Netflix. Season three, I actually watched oh, um, live as it was. Yeah, yeah. as it yeah. was just going along. I, I, there was this little lag in there where I had to kind of catch up through Hulu and <clears throat> and everything, but uh, I eventually got caught up and ended up watching the uh, season. The last three episodes when they, the night they actually aired, which was you know, which was cool. So okay, well, you know, the, the the last note that I'd made about being human is that, you know, like Lost Girl, you know, Mitchell in particular, uh, who's the vampire, you know, he makes that decision to choose humans, which, you know, is kind of what Bo has done, right? I mean, she's, you know, if you're if you're going to for, force me to choose, you know, it almost seems like she for a long time was choosing humans. And and that's good. You know, that's like Mitchell's big thing of trying to like, ex- cause like he's not anti vampire because he is a vampire. Right. These are his people, right. his brothers and sisters. Um, right. But it's like, but, but yet um, 
you know, he's then obviously we just see in the pilot that that that's a strain on him, like his trying to be normal and trying to exist as a human being rather than as a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, brings him into natural conflict with the vampire, right? And it's sort of like with Bo, and that uh, yeah. Now, of course, you know how all this has turned out because you've watched, <laughs> right? You've watched everything, but uh, um, anything else on being human? Well, there was just a couple of things. First of all, the music. It's awesome. Most notably, um, the Arctic Monkeys when the sun goes down. Uh, I did. I, did you put a link to yeah, that? Yeah, okay. that's on, uh, yeah. on, on on the Facebook. Uh, you check it out. See the Arctic Monkeys performing that song. Great song. Hilarious scene as he's running through uh, the forest, uh, trying to because he wants to change, but doesn't want right. to be around anyone. And there's people all over the forest. Finally, the creepy guy in the hat, which like was really weird. Um, I thought that was great. Best line I think when I. It, the, Mitchell brings him back home, and then he says, "I thought it was your time of the month," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was funny enough. And then he says, "It is," and then Andy goes, "I just hoovered," <laughs> you know, like he can't change here. I just vacuumed the right. floor, right? Um, you know, when uh, when Lauren uh, attacks, I thought like probably the the funniest scene. It was Lauren attacks George, and is you know thinks, "Okay, I'm going to get back at Aiden because I'm going to turn his buddy into a vampire," and right. she's about to punch. She's like. Because you know, like as a vampire, right, right. she can she she can smell like right. the werewolf on him, and and she's like, "You're a werewolf." She's like, "Creepy," <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, which is great in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. one. Uh, the girl's uh, Rebecca is the is the, and 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 she goes, "Oh, it's it's in my hair." <laughs> like she got, I got werewolf in my hair and everything, uh, which is fantastic. And then I love how like the the vampire's whole disdain for the werewolves is as we see here when I'm. Um, the the I think Seth grabs George and says bad dog you know and everything mm-hmm. and they, so they that that line saying you know good dog bad dog mm-hmm. I'm gonna smack your muzzle things like you know treating vamp werewolves so the vampires treat werewolves like that I can't remember if it's the U.S. or the U.K. version that happens a lot but one of them it happens a lot more than I think it's the U.K. version we see a lot more than the U.S. version uh, but it's just really funny to see that that kind of disdain in the uh, the supernatural community for each other oh, I like it. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, it says, be seeing you and your little dog at the end there, which is, uh, that was a great line. Have we thought about what we want to talk about next week? We probably haven't. So, we well, do we, do we want to do an in depth, uh, of the, uh, of, of, uh, name of the doctor and, oh. and or the arrow, um, finale? Well, yeah. We, uh, I get, we'll talk about it. So, you okay. listeners, you'll have to, <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. I'll, if, if 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 hearing that makes you go, egad, can't these then, guys plan what they're going to do? <laughs> then you can uh, just uh, send us a suggestion. I, I I know we have some ideas, and right now we're just kind of flying flying by the seat of our pants. Well, you know, I mean, like it's a long time. You know, we've seen a lot of podcasts. I mean, look, Wayne and I both love listening to podcasts. We do it all the time. We do it every day. And there's nothing worse than you know finding a podcast that you really like, and then the show. The season ends and they just stop. Right, and you know that generally, yeah. I mean, we we like podcasts because we like the show they're talking about, but you know, in general, we like the, the we people. like the podcasters. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that the, uh, I mean, it, it's like we've said many times the the hexed uh, podcast where three quarters of the shows they talk about we don't watch, no clue, but just enjoy listening to them yep. talk. Right. So so uh, yeah. Any any ideas? But uh, yeah. I think you know the the name of the doctor deserves a deserve a pretty 
uh, you know, good discussion. But uh, at some point, we're probably going to have to rewatch uh, Lost Girl. But you know, probably I guess more towards uh-huh. whenever um, you know season. Well, you know, one thing that that I'd thought about, and I think I did mention this to you. We, we could take you know some of the characters. Uh, you know, let, let's just start with somebody like say Trick and go back to season one and just kind of trace Trick you know, through the, through the seasons and, and see what his character's done, how his character has evolved um, as a possibility. He's giving me that look like he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't thinking, like that idea. Are watch all those shows well, just no, for no, you, no, you what? know what? No, I thought of that. <laughs> uh, I did think of that. We have our notes. We have to go read it again. We oh, have, we have no, our that's notes. right. Yeah. Wow. Right? Touche. So, so it might not be. Okay. So that, that's possibly something <laughs> just, we could. Uh, it's like. This is like forty seven episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I did think of that. But uh, all right. Well, anything else? No. All right. That's it. Well, it's been fun, and uh, hopefully, we won't be close to three weeks before we do the next uh, next episode. But you can drop us a line still at fatalistpodcast at gmail dot com. Check out the website, fatalist.podbean.com, and you can leave us a voicemail. Click the tab at the right side of the page. Um, and we've been through this before. you got to keep the message to a minute and a half, but you can obviously send more than one. We're on Facebook. Wayne's been posting you know, different YouTube music links that have some sort of tie into what we've been talking about. And I try to at least use Twitter to just kind of – uh, keep people up to date that, hey, like, you know, I think yesterday I tweeted that we were going to record tonight and talk about being human. And, you know, I think I mentioned about some of the season finales that were coming up and the sh- one show, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit next time, that's coming up this summer. And I thought it was going to be a full-blown series. Apparently, it's going to be a mini series, which is the show based on Stephen King's book, Under the Dome. Oh, yeah. You know, I saw the uh, trailer for that the other day. It looks really good. Yeah. So, uh, Did I see a trailer for it? Yeah, 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 they've been, yeah, yeah, but they've been definitely pushing it. So, all right. Until next time, we'll be seeing you and your little dog.